Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Help the Crouch Out Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B and just shop normally knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Morning. Morning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the Wimpy, the Wimpy. Welcome to the Crotch Shot Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We're on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means. So if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in the prepared to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. I takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of society and try... Uh, and chop it up into easy to digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. Today I'm going to be talking about the importance of self-defense. Um, and this comes up because I um, apparently Bumble, uh, a dating app, is banning people who 
have pictures with them posing with their guns. I'm I am going to admit you know for you know in a dating app it's kind of douchey. It is douchey. But it's equally as douchey to virtual signal and say we're going to ban guns. First of all, let what if a person's a hunter? Or what if a person is just showing, hey, I have training that will that can protect you. Um, they are um, they are giving a leeway to people who are in the military or in military uniform or law enforcement uniforms. Then they're allowed to ha- they're allowed to keep their guns. Um. What I want to speak about is this whole attitude towards guns. This whole attitude that uh, we don't need firearms as citizens. And the reason why I bring this up is when I posted uh, the screenshots from Bumble to my Instagram. You know, I'm like, I, I, I put the caption, seriously, you people are going to fuck us out of our rights. Because... A point that's been made And it's a valid argument It is a valid argument that again The left Does not have A a valid Comeback for All they do is the lazy Oh that's ridiculous Well how's it ridiculous It's stupid Well how's it stupid How how am I wrong Explain how I'm wrong You just want to be a tough guy You know You Again, they do the whole ad hominem attacks instead of having an actual argument. I mean, it's it's it, it's really simple. So, I mean, I'm just gonna go through some of the um, some of the silliness of uh, people who um, who commented on here. And look, so okay. Uh, first person wrote Well I mean look Before I go into this Guns are a You know guns are a deterrent You pray You you pray you, That you don't have to use one To hurt another human being But there is this saying You hope for peace But you prepare for war You don't know we do not live in a we do not live in a utopia and getting rid of all the weapons are not going to bring about a utopia because you have a certain mindset nowadays especially and, and, and especially in people who are very low educated low education meaning they they didn't finish school they didn't uh they just they just gave up on the their their own mental development. You know, these are people that are, you know, perhaps very ghetto. And I'm not gonna and I'm not I don't mean color, because I know some of you mean raising No. And also you have people out there which they like to gloss over. They love to gloss over. Who have 
mental issues that are being uh, that are not being diagnosed. In fact, I should really find that clip that I saw I saw yesterday of a doctor. Um apparently he had a godson who you, you know, I'm, I'll just I'll find that clip and I'll play it for you. But you have people who are, have mental defects that are not being diagnosed or being or or just being treated or being misdiagnosed or given the wrong treatments for I I don't for God knows what I guess for the doctor's own uh, you know the doctor's own ego like here here's here's some actual fucking pills. Instead of actually fixing the problem, like here's a band aid, and that's and that is an, another flaw with our society. No one wants to actually fix the problem; they just want to put a band aid on it and hope for the best. They wanna they want someone to blame. They want something to blame instead of actually fixing the problem. And you know what? This goes for both sides. This goes for actually both sides. Uh, but when someone does come up with like, hey, how's about we uh, fix the um, the mental health? The, the whole culture of how we treat mental health. How, well, not we, but you know, how medicine treats mental illness or mental defect. How's about we change that culture? I mean, look, I don't I I hate to agree with Scientology on anything, but they do seem to have been getting it right when it comes to the whole how the whole culture in medicine that how they deal with um how they deal with mental illness and how they treat people with mental illness. I'm not going to be like, well, they need to they, I'm not going to be like how, oh, maybe they need to get the their, their thetans tested and get their alien Ghost out of their system No 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 Don't don't But you know there's certain things that They say Look it up for yourselves see uh, But take it with a huge Grain of salt don't go Oh my goodness Louis endorses Scientology No no I do not Just because they got Like one little tiny thing Right that I could agree with Um I mean, because really, if you start going with, and, and I'm going to get to the main point, I'm just, you know, but if you really look, go dig, start digging deep and start trying to fix mental illness or try to actually treat it so that way we could prevent these people from wanting to shoot up a place because look, it isn't normal to want to go in and and shoot up a place go into a place with unarmed people me i've been pissed off enough not that i want to shoot anybody i want to go in like that ho- like that chris rock that chris rock skit where you know you just go in there and start smacking the shit out of people <laughs> like you know you imagine how gangster that would be like uh, forget a mass shooting a mass knocking out like, <clears throat> but like 5.04 p.m., a man goes into a, 
office where he was recently fired and starts fucking everybody up. Jan, they're all alive, but they all but they all got slept. They all got stole on. More out of eleven. <laughs> so, but if you start going into the whole mental, the whole mental thing, you'll actually have to fix it. You you can't you you won't have like you will end up finding the real problems. And you know what? Maybe, maybe, whatever, whatever, maybe there's a shadow cabal out there that doesn't want these problems fixed. What if there is a certain diabolical... And I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm just, I'm just speculating. I'm not saying, you know, this exists or anything. But what if there is a real diabolical problem that maybe it is external. Maybe it's something that's being done to society as a whole. Um, you know, whatever, radio waves or whatever, something like that. You know, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, you know, what I mean, maybe some like something's in the food that maybe it is the GMOs. Some people are affected more than others that. You know, that have certain genetic markers. You know, the question is, why can't we just look into this before we start taking away people's rights? Because you know what? No matter, and I I repeat myself, even if you take away, ban all the guns, you are not going to get your utopia. What's probably going to happen is things are going to get worse, and the and this is a valid argument that always keeps getting proven, proven to be correct. And again, the left has no rebuttal, no real rebuttal, other than ad hominem attacks. Is that you are not going to stop guns from getting into uh, the wrong hands? You're not. You're just going to make it easier for for people to become victims. We got Mildra. We got Mildra and he just he t- he uh he puts a ah but that but that beep beep that's all folks can't fucking talk today. Now Mildra he uh he puts in the chat room. Apparently people never learned from prohibition. And he has a point. He has a point. Did did prohibition stop alcohol? No, they ended up having to legalize the shit because more people were dying. Uh, they they wanted to get a fucking drink. They wanted to get a fucking drink. I mean, look, there was valid. There's valid concerns. Some people were abusing it, and yet they still got their drink illegally. Hell, they were getting it for fucking Canada. In fact, what, from Kennedy's uh, great-grandfather or something like that? Or grandfather? Freaking a bunch of bootleggers? That's how they got their money? The Bronfmans? Google the Bronfmans. Oh, my goodness. I I spoke about the Bronfmans. I wouldn't be surprised if they're still behind some of this shit. If you dig deep enough. You know, but look, I mean, look at look at marijuana. Marijuana, they they tried to they tried to ban it. 
people want to do it. People going to want it. Now you want to ban something that's an actual constitutional right. Something that has a deep, deep culture in our country. Uh, you want us to ban a right that helped us become independent. Want us to become independent. That helped us, America, become independent. Mel just says banning never works. Banning never works. And I keep saying, and again, I'm saying you want to ban a constitutional right. Like, how's about we ban freedom? I mean, look, there's limits. There's limits to freedom of speech. You can't threaten to kill somebody. You can't, you can't, uh, you can't plan to kill someone. That's called a conspiracy. Respect my conspiracy. <laughs> a conspiracy. Um, you know, you can't, I mean, there's limits. You can't kill someone in cold blood. There are limits. Yet there are people that violate freedom of speech or violate those limits all the time. But the answer is not to take those rights from the law-abiding citizens away, which it, I'm going to bring this up. According to the FBI stats, violent crime is dropping. In fact, I read uh, the 2017 stats. It dropped down another 0.8%. It keeps going down. Um, and, uh, you know, Stephen Crowder made the point, which then a lot of, a lot of other conservative uh, um, podcasters are doing. They are not broadcast. They're no longer going to broadcast the shooter's name. They're not going to make this person famous because they saw that, hey, you you make the person famous. This activates more wackadoos. And then they want to do it because then they want their 15 minutes. What's next? Go on American Idol and someone's going to open fire on Katy Perry. Which... That girl needs to grow her hair out again because, you know, I don't understand that, you know, certain women, they could get away with a bob haircut, like a short haircut. It still looks feminine. Her, the, 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 cut the shit. Cut the shit. If you want to wear fucking braids, wear fucking braids. Jesus. Why are people bitching about how people wear their hair? But that's a that's another topic for for another uh, another show. That shit annoys the fuck out of me. Like, fucking calm your tits. But anyways, yeah, on uh, my Instagram, you guys can follow me at LouisB1 on the Instagrams. Um, This uh, young lady, Mexican girl from the Bronx. And and I'm gonna read stuff so that way that that that's why I'm gonna make it so it's significant. She goes, "Why do you need a gun? What? Why? Why do you need a gun for? Okay, what do you need a gun for? <laughs> Seriously, I am so easily fucked up by by messed up syntax. It's just like 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 for some reason, 
it just instantly pisses me off. But why do you need a gun for? You live in you live in a farm? No. Are you part of law enforcement? Not that I know not that I know of. There's no reason for citizens to have guns at all. There's a reason why we have self-defense classes. There's a different there's different kind of things that we can use to protect ourselves other than guns. Okay, first of all, as someone that has taken Krav Maga and has taken gun disarming classes, the only way gun disarming the gun disarming techniques I learned will work is if I'm close. But if I'm fucking a block... Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Away. The only thing I can do is perhaps run and duck, and even still, that's not really effective. Because the person could, if the person has a gun, they pretty much have all the power. They'll chase you down, and they have nothing to fear because they, they, you know, they, I can't fire back if I'm disarmed if I don't have a gun. The only deterrent, a gun is a deterrent. I mean, don't get me wrong, take self-defense classes. Freaking become proficient in hand-to-hand. Because, I mean, don't just don't just neglect one thing over the other. I say, be, be, you must be a complete warrior. You be the most complete fighter. And I'm just doing, I'm just doing uh, 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 some Atkins. But anyways, th- I mean, th- th- to make my point, um... The importance of guns. This is this is a line that it kind of reminds me of a line from Ricky Morty. And uh, here, let me play it. You have a right to refuse his order, and I guarantee you're going to die if you touch me. And there's no afterlife. Everything just goes black. Don't do it. Well, Rick. Okay, what was that? Death. What kind? Instant. There was no sound. He just died. Yeah, terrifying. It's a terrifying thing to watch happen. It's called a deterrent. You couldn't just knock him out? I was knocking out a deterrent. Everyone wants to be knocked out. Nobody wants to be dead. You committed murder. In fact, here, let me play this again. You have a right to refuse his order, and I guarantee you're going to die if you touch me, and there's no afterlife. Everything just goes black. Don't do it. Well, Rick! Okay, what was that? Death. What kind? Instant. There was no sound. He just died. Yeah, terrifying. It's a terrifying thing to watch happen. It's called a deterrent. You couldn't just knock him out? I was knocking out a deterrent. Everyone wants to be knocked out. Nobody wants to be dead. You. C- exactly. If there is a threat of death, if you're pulling some dumb shit, if you're going to pull a gun on someone, and, th- and I'm talking as someone that has been a victim of, of a mugging. Two summers ago, I was sitting on my stoop, and a black dude came, and yes, he was black. I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, I'm just being descriptive. Put a gun to my face, and stole my wallet. I didn't have nothing to defend myself. I was I was in a seated, relaxed position. I couldn't spring up and 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 defend myself. I mean, so I'm in New York City, and the point I'm trying to make is in New York, 
New York has such strong gun laws that it, it's impossible for you to legally get a gun. It's 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 impossible to legally get a gun. I mean, it takes the better part of a year, and you need to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. Get a lawyer. Um, <clears throat> damn. Get a lawyer. You have to do so much in order to get in order to be able to get a license for a gun. Yet the criminals are still able to get them. And I know I'm I know like when I first said this story I had a whole bunch of oh yeah, I could have fucked them up. I could have did this. I could have like shut the fuck up. <laughs> but um So anyways, um So anyways, uh one of my supporters she goes what what would you recommend using against someone who is armed? And she doesn't answer. I go, I, I don't need an excuse to fucking exercise my constitutional right. I You know, I try to keep it simple because, I mean, look, I don't need a goddamn it. If I want to exercise my constitutional right to own a weapon, that's it. I don't need special, I shouldn't need special fucking permission or uh, I shouldn't have to prove a need to exercise a right. That's what a right is. And you know what? That's that's what these liberals don't want to fucking understand. They're like, oh, it makes me uncomfortable. Get rid of it. No, fuck you. Deal with it. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of gay marriage. Guess what? I'm not getting gay married. I'm not going to go out and say, you shouldn't get married. I'm going to ban you from getting married because you know what? I don't give a fuck. But if your but, but if your shit is catered and you have delicious food, please, please invite me and I will, and, and I'll be, I'll be very polite because <laughs> I am a fat fuck and I like to eat. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Actually, no, I'm trying to be good, man. I've been, I've been, oh my goodness. Actually, guys, I actually quit diet soda. So far, I'm on week three, no soda. I'm, and, and slowly but surely, I am getting more and more low carb, high fat. I'm doing the ketogenic diet. I'm trying to get my, I'm trying to get my body right, trying to respect myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> But the point is, like, look, I'm not, you know, just because I like something or don't like something and you like it, I'm not trying to have what you like banned. If that's the case, I would bomb Paps Blue Ribbon and tell all you motherfuckers to go fuck yourselves. Because Paps Blue Ribbon tastes like fucking Satan's cum in a can. It's fucking pure hate. And I can't understand how any of you goddamn hipsters could drink that swill. That shit is disgusting. Oh, well, it costs a dollar. Then die of AIDS. You deserve whatever fucking bad you get drinking that dumb shit. Ugh. Ugh. Anyways. Anyways. Going back to this. Uh, and then, um, then uh, I should really get him on the show. Uh, I have another uh, gentleman. He goes, he, he responds to her. Uh, tell that. To the 17 that died But hey We can count on the 
we could count one. Uh, the blank right. Okay, I don't. I don't understand what he put there. And then she responds to me and goes, "Look, all I'm saying is having a gun is useless. There's no reason for us to have one where when we don't need it." And then she goes, and then another my supporter she goes, uh, responds to Julia. Uh, okay, so what would you recommend to be used against someone who is armed? And then I respond to Julia. Second of all, all the martial arts won't help you against someone who is armed. Hand-to-hand combat is only good in close quarters, but as someone who was mugged at gunpoint, the motherfuckers keep their distance and unless you have the reflexes of Black Panther, your best bet is to be armed yourself. Julia responds to uh, another gentleman. He go, she goes, "I know what you shouldn't count. I know we shouldn't count on the police, but you have to think of a ways to protect yourselves other than guns. I'm not saying or agreeing with it that we should arm teachers because we shouldn't." We should have metal detectors, heavier background checks, things like that. Okay, first of all, there are background checks. We like how much how much heavier background checks do you need? The criminals don't go through background checks. They they freaking get their guns illegally. There's already laws for people who have mental disease. People who have uh you know, people who are domestic violence, uh, uh, ex-cons, they can't get guns. But even though I kind of disagree, if you paid your debt to society, you should be able to get your right to defend yourself. You, you know. But, uh, you know, but I go, you know, I go, uh, She's Mexican. Well, she she in her profile she says she's Mexican, and this is getting uh, is this getting boring? I don't know. Chat it up in the chat room, please. Um, if you guys want to call in, the number is nine two seven. Wait, is it? Do I got it on? Three four seven nine two seven six eight two four. That's three four seven nine two seven six eight two four. Or you can call me on the Skypes. I have the Skype open. It's Crotch Shot Radio. If you want to contact me via Skype. Um, And then I'm just going through this timeline because, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And I go, you're not you are not an American. You wouldn't understand, even though you should with the cartels over there because she's Mexican. Mexico has a very bad cartel problem, which if the citizens were able to defend themselves because they're always they're killing people hanging them from uh from bridges and shit cutting off people's heads and shit i mean there was a mexican youtuber that uh, basically told one of the cartels to suck his dick and they freaking cut his dick off and put it in his mouth for the disrespect <laughs> and this guy was just clowning Like the cartels feel free to do that because I guess the, the the citizenry is not armed, is not really armed. But if there was a right to, if, if I guess if Mexicans had the right to carry or own weapons, they could fire back at, at the cartels. And you know what? 
when criminals realize if they fuck with people, less and less of them start going home. Like more criminals get killed by normal citizens that it's too dangerous to try to fuck with a place. They tend to like criminals go to where it's easier. If a place is, if there's too much heat and look, I've heard this saying like, yo, you're bringing heat to the block. There's too much attention going on to the block, son. Gotta calm down. They don't want attention. They don't want to feel, they don't want to feel like they're in danger. They want to have the power. They want to have the power to freaking be able to go out and and do whatever they want. They want to sell, sell their illegal drugs. They want to kill people. They want to do, do, do that. And they feel like they are, they're safe to do that because a, their government isn't doing anything to really stop them. I mean, it's, it's a fucking joke. I mean, I truly believe that that if if the citizens were armed and they actually gave a fuck, and they got tired of if they got attacked by the cartels and shit, you know, it's gonna it it will, it will get bloody for a little bit, but it, then it will get better real fast if if you start knocking out. I'm just saying. I mean, look. Uh, in fact, hold on. Let me um. In fact, hold on. I remember now that this comes to mind. Uh, Brazilians uh, armed, armed to fight cartels. Oh, oh, okay. Brazil vigilantes. Oh well. Um okay, cartels. <laughs> oh look, it's ha- oh wow, okay. Alright, anti cartel vigilantes. Oh look, okay, look. Mexican vigilantes battle cartels. Um and this is uh okay, this is from the Borgen report Borgenproject.org. Uh the cancerous effect of drug related violence over the past six years has nearly stripped Mexico's resources to the bone. Drug lords and cartel members have continued to control the better part of the region by striking fear into residents through brutal executions, kidnappings, and murders. Uh this has all but halted the local economy and many businesses business owners are afraid to open up shop out of fear of reprisal with more than 70,000 lives already lost to gang and drug related violence a recently approved initiative by the Mexican government has started to build its foundation in an effort to put an affirmative end to the war guys from the self defense groups are moving around the city, cooperating in certain ways with federal government. Many, many people have been detained, said Hippolito uh, Mora, the leader of an unlikely group of vigilantes who have arrested approximately 200 gang members. These arrests come at the heels 
of recently passed initiative allowing self-defense movements to assimilate and work with federal forces to combat violence and gang activities. These quasi-military units have sprouted up around uh, Mikorakan. I oh, man, I can't. Ugh. Ugh. Micho, I, I don't know. And have seen their membership grow into 20,000 strong. The agreement was formed between the leaders of the Mexican vigilantes, army and police officers, President Eugene Peña, uh, Nieto's envoy to uh, Michoacan, Alfredo Castillo wearing white t-shirts as a symbol of identification, the Rural Defense Corps, as referenced by the government officials, recently breached the uh, central square of, uh, oh, fuck these names in Mexico, Apazingan, a stronghold of the command base of for the Knights Templar Drug Cartel. Hmm, that's an interesting name. Knights Templar Drug Cartel. Hmm. Working with government forces, the Rural Defense Corps cleared the area of cartel gunmen who notoriously fired upon them in October 2013 when they entered the city unarmed in a convoy of hundreds. The recent presence of vigilante forces is a much-needed boost for residents who have been forced to live under uh, viscous rule for several years. Hmm. Oh, so you mean to tell me people... Good guys with guns are actually making a difference. Hmm. Oh my goodness. Let's read this other article. 12-year-old 12-year-old defends herself with gun proves need for second amendment. This is from townhall.com. As the left continues to advocate for further restrictions on second amendment, others are using it to save their lives. Uh, and this is from when it was this posted, October 20th, 2012. Um, a young 12-year-old girl in Bryan County, Oklahoma, was able to protect her life when an intruder kicked in her back door and entered her house, frantically called her mother, who advised her to grab their household gun, hide in the closet, and call 911. The intruder made his way through the house, and he was opening the door of the closet. The young girl shot him through the closet door. The intruder left the house, and the girl was found unharmed. The police arrived and took the man into custody. What ha- what would have happened had the girl not been armed? We could we can't be sure, but there are far too many stories of young girls being kidnapped, murdered, and raped. And he, like honestly, and Stephen Crowder actually made this point. Like, what the fuck uh, do you expect a twelve-year-old girl to do when someone who's strong enough to kick down the door comes into your house? Like, so you're going to take away that girl's right to defend herself so she could die, like, what, in a in a uh, moral way? Like, oh, well, at least she didn't use a gun. I mean, the, the, the criminal is perfectly safe. She doesn't need, but people don't need guns, right? People don't need, and she's in the Bronx. And this girl, this girl that, that, that's commenting on, on my Instagram, she's in the fucking Bronx. The Bronx is still one of the most dangerous parts of New York City. Aside from East New York, Brooklyn, the Bronx is still one of the most dangerous. 
In fact, there was. In fact, you have dudes there that that I mean, if you remember, there was a ge- African gentleman who was selling purses on the sidewalk, trying to make an honest living to support his family. Some dude tries to steal a purse off his table. He tries to retrieve his property, gets severely knocked out and put in a coma. You have animals in this city that are not afraid. They're not afraid because they know that the likelihood that someone that has a weapon to defend themselves is next to is rare. It is rare, but we don't need guns because if we take away all the guns, even from the legal, legal, uh, law abiding citizens, we're going to get a utopia. Step one, take away guns. Step two, step three, profit. <laughs> like, like gearheads know that some projects need so many parts. It feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay motors. 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Come on. Like no one is thinking this through. Everyone is like trying to do this knee jerk reaction. And you know, instead of instead of actually trying to fix the problem, you wanna you wanna go uh, you do straw man arguments and shit. It's laziness. Pure laziness. In fact, let me read another article. 17-year-old girl defends herself from intruder with dad's gun. Late night intruder meets 17-year-old girl ready with dad's gun. Kimber Woods, who who was home alone, it, uh, it was early Monday morning and she was asleep. The 17-year-old from Spokane County, Washington, awoke to the sound of someone breaking into her home. Before leaving, Kimber's parents had warned warned that there were su- suspected car thieves on the loose, which led Kimber to sleep with her dad's gun under her pillow. When she woke uh, to the sound of someone in the house, she was ready. Kimber quickly slipped out of bed and hid by her makeup vanity. When the intruder finally made his way into the room, she pointed a gun and yelled, Get the fuck out my house. <laughs> of course, it's an expletive, but you can fill in the word. Get the fuck. The intruder did just that, fleeing the room and her home. The intruder stole an ATV out the w- on the way out, likely looking to make a quick getaway from the armed teen. According to the report, Kimber fired off one round at the ground for good measure to encourage him to keep moving. The suspect is still at large. So you want me, so you want women to get raped. Basically, you wanted to, you, I mean, like, let's, let's really talk about this with the whole Me Too movement. You want to take away a woman, a woman's right to defend herself? Is that what you're trying to tell me? 
like you want me to believe first of all you want to say that we're in a rape culture <clears throat> so you want me to you want you want to take away uh, a person's right to defend themselves in it where when when you believe that that you know you want to take away a woman's right to defend herself when we're in a alleged rape culture hmm you want to make it safer for rape is what I'm is what I'm hearing is this the logic I mean that's basically what you're saying you can make that correlation you can In fact, let's let's discuss something uh, from my hometown, New York City. Something that happened here. In fact, I had this gentleman on my show, Joe Lazardo. Joe Lazito. I've had him on my show. And he single-handedly stopped a serial killer while the police were hiding in the conductor's car in the conductor's uh uh little office on, on the train uh this is this is from the New York Post back in 2013 city says cops uh, oh wait 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 let me let me in fact hold on hold on hold on for one more day Jolozito in fact hold on let me let me play this one Jolozito here's it from Wait, let me let me is this. Lazito got loaded. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Ju 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 ju. Wait, boo 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 boo. Okay, wait. Uh, oh man, I really should have looked this up. I'm sorry. Like sometimes, like when I do my show prep, like when I'm finally like doing the show, <clears throat> like stuff, like stuff comes to mind, and it's like, oh, now, now I think of it. Now I think of uh, it. You know, ah uh, man, here it is. If you've ever been on the internet, I mean, you're here right now, you probably wound up in the comments section of at least one article about a mass shooting, some other kind of killing spree, and seen dozens of assholes make comments like, Dude, if I was there, I would have totally stopped that guy. I totally know Kung Fu, and I just, like, knock the weapon out of his hand and then break his neck with a spin kick, and then my mom would finally love me. My name is Joe Lazito, and one day in 2011, my morning commute was interrupted by the tail end of a 28-hour-long stabbing spree. The reason that spree ended is because I stopped it, and I learned... Heroically say that... The stabber, Maxim Gelman, was already famous across the city. I didn't know any of that, though, because I'd gotten up too early to catch the paper. So when an obviously high person staggered crazily into the train, I just kind of figured, morning in New York, you know? That creepy guy, who I'd later learned was Gelman, started banging on the door of the engineer's compartment. Let me in. I was sitting right by the door. The only thing separating the engineer and myself was a wall. It turned out there were two cops on the other side of the door, lying in wait in case Gelman hopped on this train. I found out later they'd recognized him, but they didn't charge out to stop him. Instead, they asked him a polite question. 
Who are you? I'm the police. You're not the police. You'd expect two armed cops to, I don't know, maybe do something about a wanted fugitive spree killer that they were on the train specifically to arrest, but they stayed put. So Gelman walked up to me, whipped out an 8-inch knife, and told me, You're going to die! Then he stabbed me. I was in the sort of situation every man thinks about at least twice a day. Suddenly thrust into a life-or-death situation that required me to become a badass. Unfortunately, I had no badass training. But I have watched a lot of MMA, and when he brought back his arm to stab me again, I decided to dive in for a single-leg takedown. It should have looked like this. But in reality, I shot in too high and wound up tackling him by the waist, rather than getting him in the leg. So he stabbed me repeatedly in the skull. The good news for you armchair badasses is that you can have no idea what you're doing but still succeed on dumb luck and balls. I outweighed Gelman by a lot, so he went down despite the power of a knife on his side. So we're both on the ground, I'm on top, and he's still got his stabbing machine in hand. I tried to grab his right hand, which held the knife, with my left, but I missed, and he sliced me good in the thumb. I tried to catch him a second time and failed, so he slashed me again in my left tricep. My third grab was a chom, though. I caught his hand and slammed it into the ground. He dropped the knife. Once I had him pinned and was, you know, dying of blood loss, the cops decided it was safe enough to arrest Gelman. Next thing I remember is a cop tapping me on the shoulder. You can get up now, we got him. I thought that was being charitable, but at the time I didn't exactly feel argumentative. There was no pain yet, just this warm feeling from the blood gushing out of me. It was like standing in the shower with warm water spraying the top of your head and flowing down the back of your neck. And again, when you'd expect the police to jump to my aid, they didn't. None of them even touched me. The only guy to render aid was another passenger, Alfred Douglas, aka Napkin Man, because he staunched my bleeding injuries with napkins. I think Napkin Man probably saved my life, but at this point I'd been stabbed roughly all the times a person can be stabbed while remaining conscious. And so I passed out. When I eventually came to in the hospital, it was kind of frustrating to realize that none of the early coverage mentioned me or Napkin Man. The police gave all the credit to the two officers who'd been in the subway train with me, only neither of them actually even left the booth until I disarmed Gelman. During the grand jury hearing, one of the cops testified, I started to come out, I opened the door, but I thought Gelman had a gun, so I closed the door and stayed inside. I can see how in a stressful situation you might mistake a knife for a gun. But also, that kind of makes it more infuriating. If you, Mr. Cop A. Policington, thinks this insane, drug-addled murderer has a gun, and he's sitting on a train bound for Times Square, don't you want to stop him at all costs? So yeah, I decided to sue the NYPD. The first case I brought got dropped, so I acted as my own lawyer for the second case and finally made it to a judge. The judge said, Mr. Lazito's version of the story sounds highly credible, and his version of events rings true. But I still lost the case. Here's how that was justified in its original legalese. No direct promises of protection were made to Mr. Lazito, nor were there direct actions taken to protect Mr. Lazito prior to the attack. Therefore, a special duty did not exist. It turns out there was a major piece of legal precedent in my way. In 2005, the Supreme Court ruled on Castle Rock v. Gonzalez. In that case, a woman sued the Castle Rock PD after they failed to respond when she complained that her estranged husband had violated a protective order and abducted their kids. He eventually murdered them. The Supreme Court ruled in the police department's favor. It turns out it's literally not their job to protect people. So to the internet badasses who are about to comment on this video and claim they totally nailed the takedown, you should make a note of a few things. First, my insurance had me in and out of the hospital in two days. 
and the hospital didn't give me any AIDS or hepatitis tests after I'd been stabbed with a knife that had stabbed other people. Apparently, that's not medically necessary. Second, if you ever get the chance to confront a dangerous armed madman, don't trust in the police having your back. Don't expect to get the credit, and hope like hell there's another napkin man waiting in the wings to help you. Ain't that some shit? City says cops had no duty to protect subway hero who subdued killer. In fact, so you mean to tell me you want to take away my right to defend myself. The cops have no fucking duty to protect me. They'll probably just watch me die. And after after I've done all the work and and capturing the police, uh, capturing the person myself. That's if I'm lucky. <laughs> and all I get, oh, not even a pat on the back. Nothing. But you want to take away guns. Because they're not necessary. This dude, this dude had a knife. I mean, like, look what's happening with, in England. In England, knives are a problem. And they even take away, there's even a knife control problem over there. In fact, a jihadi killed a killed a, a a British veteran over there. Took his head off a few years back. Like, what is the solution? What is the solution? Instead of because because banning guns, that's just that's stupid. We need a right to defend ourselves. So, in fact, hold on. Let me. Let me. Uh, what, what else? What else? <clears throat> this is from the New York Times, back in two thousand five. Well, that was already. It was already referenced in that video. Um, what else? Here, this. This is from. This is an article. Uh, from the Washington Examiner The right of self-defense Is fundamental Who wants to go down the barrel Of an AR-15 Even with a, uh, with a Glock Asked a Parkland, Florida Student, David Hogg Defending sheriff's departments Who stood outside his school He actually defended them He actually defended them Mind, and, and you know what And guess what Plenty of teachers have signed up to take classes to to uh, be able to be armed, so that way they can protect their students. Good, good. That is a bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? David Hogg actually defended the cops for not coming in and and doing their jobs and and protect. So forget. Let's take out protect. It's more like, uh, more like oppress and enslave, like in uh, like the Decept- the Decepticon police car, roadblock. The what's his name? The Decept. For the dark of the moon, da 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 da. The police car deceptive a barricade. 
So you want you want it's more like it's more like to enslave and oppress, fucking barricade. That's that's what the police are. And 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 you know what? These same people don't trust the cops. They don't trust the cops yet. We can't defend our we can't defend ourselves. We got we gotta rely on them to protect us, but they're not constitutionally obligated to protect us. Like I mean, I'm and I'm and the points I'm making are not new. I'm not. This is not the off the top of my head. These are these are points that have been made over and over and over again. Uh, Deme Demeter, she goes. Cops are revenue collectors, having high uh, highwaymen. She was a highwayman. Now I gotta fucking Now I'm gonna have to listen to that song after the show <clears throat> So um, Hogg was most um, Was mostly correct in his argument No he wasn't But it doesn't prove what the gun controllers Want to prove The police do not have the duty to protect you Or your children Multiple Supreme Court rulings have found that the police have no constitutional duty to protect the valuable, the uh, the vulnerable. Uh, states or cities may impose such a duty on the their police force, but it's not guarantee not a guarantee. This is a bedrock argument of many fierce defenders of the right to be uh, bear arms, because the state has no duty to protect you. Or your family, the state is in turn may not deny you, may may not deny you to the right to protect yourself. As the country takes up in, it takes up an earnest debate over gun control and the Second Amendment, it's important to remember that a fundamental natural right is at play here: the right of self-defense. That uh. This is a God-given right. John Locke po- uh, positioned, uh, uh, po- poist, uh, posted it at uh, the most basic right. The, the Supreme Court has recognized it as a natural right. Even Christ at the Last Supper told his apostles to arm themselves. Well, yeah, because they had to uh, protect themselves from the wild animals when they walked through the walk through the wilderness. But yeah, <laughs> it was for wild animals. Well, okay, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying they still had a right to defend themselves. You have a right to defend yourself. Even God says you could defend yourself. In fact, let me see. Not, not, not like honestly. Again, the again, I hate when this happens. I start, I you know, I I really you know, I get I get in the the thing here and ah, here it is. When is self defense? Eh, in fact, hold on. Let me see if I can play this. The Bible's viewpoint. When is self-defense justified? A sudden noise awakens you in the middle of the night. You hear footsteps. 
Someone has broken into your home. With your heart beating like a hammer in your chest, you fearfully wonder what you should do next. This is a situation that anyone could face. Crime, even violent crime, is no longer limited to certain countries or big cities. In the resultant climate of fear, many people seek protection by purchasing weapons or learning martial arts. Some governments have enacted laws that give citizens the right to use deadly force to defend themselves. But what does the Bible say? Is a person ever justified in using force to defend himself or his family? God hates violence. The Bible condemns violence and those who resort to it. The psalmist David said regarding Jehovah God, "Anyone loving violence, his soul certainly hates." Psalm eleven five. God pronounced judgment against several ancient nations, including His own people, because of their violence and bloodshed. Even unintentional manslaughter resulting from carelessness was a serious crime under the law given to Israel. The Bible exhorts individuals to avoid potential conflicts by pursuing peace every day. Violent struggles often begin with a heated exchange of words. The Bible observes, "Where there is no wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no slanderer, contention grows still." Proverbs twenty-six twenty. Calmness often diffuses anger and deflects violent confrontation. The Apostle Paul wrote, "If possible, as far as it depends upon you, be peaceable with all men." Romans twelve eighteen. Okay, uh, let me. I'm trying to fast forward this. In the article, it says, uh, "What if a person's life is threatened by an assailant?" A law that God gave to ancient Israel shed light, sheds light on this. If a thief was caught in the daytime and was killed, the assailant would be charged with murder. This was evident because thievery did not carry the death penalty, and the thief could have been identified and brought to justice. However, if an intruder was fatally struck at night, the householder could be exonerated because it would be difficult for him to see. What the intruder was doing, and to ascertain the intentions of the intruder, the householder would reasonably conclude that his family was under threat of harm and take defensive action. There you go. Self-defense is a God-given right, is what I was trying to say. Is what I was trying to say. I'm sorry it went that long again. When I'm doing this show, like sometimes points pop pop in my head that I didn't even think about during show prep, but um, and I know I probably lost some people because I freaking went, I went biblical. <laughs> but again, it's like it's a constitutional right; it's a God-given right. I mean, even still, there are limits. You can't just go willy nilly. Or、oh, I feel threatened. Let's open fire. Like even even when you even in that uh in that podcast, you heard that there were limits to self defense. If the per if you couldn't if you could identify the person, 
and you can see what they're doing, you can't just kill them because stealing is not was not a was not a a death penalty offense. There were limits. In civilized society, there are limits. You can't just willy-nilly. But if someone's trying to kill you, you could defend yourself. The fact that we have no no, uh, constitutional right to police protection, we have a God-given and constitutional right to self-defense. The fact is, the criminals are still going to get the guns. They're still going to get the guns and there's nothing you could do to stop it. So. Wow, I've been doing this for uh, what, really an hour already? I started at 8.30, didn't I? No, I started at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought I started at 8.30. Okay, it's, oh, wow, the time, wow, this topic, oh, wow, this time really goes fast. Really goes fast, especially with uh, the amount of information I have. <clears throat> In fact, I, and then I saw this meme, because they're like, oh, well, they, it was only meant for muskets. They had no, they had no, uh, no uh, idea about the power of guns. First of all, they there was this machine gun that I saw that it was um that was crafted in uh, okay seventeen twelve. So wait 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 wait. <laughs> there was a okay seventeen seventy. Yeah, there was a machine gun in the 1770s that was used during the Revolutionary War. So, I mean, the Founding Fathers could have understood that, that they they knew that guns were going to get stronger and stronger. But uh, it's... I mean, it just really pisses me off. It just... Like, oh, well, we, there are other ways to use guns. Okay, what if the other guy has a gun? What if somebody comes in to harm you? What are you going to use? What are you going to use? In fact, uh, who said this? Like, I hate the snarky comments from the left. Don't really have an argument. You know, they, they, again, ad hominem attacks. No, no, no. They have no answer for any of this. But anyways, look, you have a God-given right. You shouldn't have to lay down your life because someone doesn't feel, like somebody else doesn't feel fucking safe with you to with you to be able to like what's next like okay well you take away the guns okay what what if i kill someone with a punch cuz that could happen too <clears throat> like what's to happen in 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 like let's say somebody goes like one of these criminals because criminals are they don't care about the law that's why they're criminals again not a, not a original freaking 
point, but it is a common point made that still no one freaking has an answer to. No one has a counter argument to. We take away the guns. There's no more guns. The the criminals can't get the guns. Okay, they use a knife. Okay, we ban all the knives. You know, now now people can't even cut their steaks anymore. You know, people got to use their teeth. You know, the the freaking chefs have to pre-true your food food in order to cut uh, cut the meat and stuff. And people get sick because you know you're 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 pretty much eating food out of somebody else's mouth and you know there's no more knives in America okay we now we're punching each other out what we're gonna do start cutting off people's arms because you're afraid that someone you can't trust people with their own hands then what then you're gonna have then people are gonna start kicking each other to death then what? We're gonna start cutting off people's feet. We're gonna when babies are born, we're gonna start delimiting them and shit. So that way they don't they're not a danger to others because you know because because some crazy people are gonna do whatever what do whatever they can. And then what? Then people are just rolling. You know you got crazy people rolling into others, bashing and in, rolling into other people, bashing into each other, biting and shit. What what are you gonna do then? Hmm? When does it end? When do you actually fix the problem? In fact, hold on. In fact, uh, okay. 84,000. And this is the last one. Uh, this is the last thing I'm going to post. This is, um, oh, wow. This is, I can't, I'm not going to pay this whole thing. But, uh, wait. Da, da, da. There was this doctor Daniel Amen, a psychiatrist. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play as much as I can. I'm not gonna play the full 15 minutes, but uh, yeah. Which to him was not a good thing. Eighty three thousand brain scan. Okay, look. Let me try to find it on Facebook because they cut it down by a lot. I just want to play this last thing. Because I mean look People that go out and just kill people Willy nilly are, are messed up in the head Like look We all fantasize We've all been so angry It's like I could shoot the shit out of this motherfucker But we don't Because there's something in our brains That's like this is not right This is not what normal people do Get behind me Satan And this is damn it what really what's what's where is it where is it where is it no 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 okay what the fuck man change the brain the most important lesson wait did I did I posted this did I post this on my wall Ah, yes, I did. Yay. I got a call late one night in April 1995 that my nine-year-old godson, Andrew, who's also my nephew, attacks a little girl on the baseball field for no particular reason. And I'm on the phone with Sherry, my sister-in-law, going, excuse me? She said, Danny, he's different. He's mean. He never smiles anymore. I went into his room today and I found two pictures 
that he had drawn, one of them, he's hanging from a tree. The other picture, he's shooting other children. Andrew is Columbine, Sandy Hook, Aurora waiting to happen. And I'm like, I want to see him the next day. And they drove from Southern California to Northern California. That's where we had our first clinic. And I'm like, Andy, he's sitting on the couch in my office, and I love this child. I'm like, honey, what's going on? And he said, Uncle Danny, I'm mad all the time, and I don't know why. And I'm like, is anybody hurting you? He said, no. I said, is anybody teasing you? And he said, no. He said, is anybody touching you in places they shouldn't touch you? And he said, no. And my first thought is, you have to scan him. And then my next thought, because, you know, we always are talking to ourselves, is you want to scan everybody. (laughs) You know, maybe it's because he's the second son in a Lebanese family. You're the second son in a Lebanese family. And then all of a sudden, the rational voice in my head said, stop it. Nine-year-olds do not attack people for no reason. Scan them. If his scan is normal, then you can play the psychological game. And so I went with him and held his hand while he held his teddy bear and got scanned. And this is the picture that came up. Andrew was missing his left temporal lobe. And I looked to Dr. Paldi, my mentor, and I'm like, the heck is that? And so his mother wouldn't hear. He writes down cyst, stroke, tumor. And we got an MRI that day, and he had a cyst the size of a golf ball occupying the space of his left temporal lobe. Now, I'd already correlated left temporal lobe issues to violence, and I called his pediatrician here in Orange, and I said, you find someone to take that out. And he's like, got it. Two weeks later, he calls me back. He said, I talked to three neurologists. None of them said they would operate on him, that his cyst probably had nothing to do with his symptoms. I'm like, are you nuts? I said, tell me more about symptoms. They, They said, until he had real symptoms. So let me see if I got this right. I have a homicidal, suicidal boy. What are you waiting for? And he's anxious because I'm mad. And he's like, well, I think they mean seizures, or he loses consciousness, or he has speech problems. I'm like, are you nuts? And I called a friend of mine at Harvard who's a pediatric neurologist, and she told me the same thing. And I'll bet you today she still hears me screaming at her. (laughs) And then I think to myself, neurologists, neurosurgeons, neurosurgeons do things. And I called the pediatric neurosurgery department at UCLA, and I talked to a doctor by the name of Jorge Lazarev. And you'll know Dr. Lazarev. He's famous. He separated the Guatemalan twins who were connected at the heads, remember? Well, he was famous to me before then, because when I told him about Andrew, he said, I'll take it out. He said, whenever cysts are symptomatic, and he's obviously symptomatic, we'll take it out. And they did. And here is Andrew after the surgery. And after the surgery, I got two phone calls, one from his mother, who was so excited. She said the surgery went really well. And when Andrew woke up from surgery, he smiled at me. She said, Danny, 
He hadn't smiled for a year. The second call I got right away was from Dr. Lazareff, who said, oh, my God, Dr. Amen. He said that cyst was so aggressive for Andrew. It put so much pressure on his brain that it actually thinned the bone over his left temporal lobe, that his temporal bone was eggshell thin, and that if he would have been hit in the head with a ball, he'd have been killed instantly. Either way, he would have died in six months. And it was at that moment I lost my anxiety about imaging. How do you know if you don't look? Nine. So, yeah, basically, we need to change the culture when it comes to medicine, like I said before. How many of these school shootings could have been avoided? The fact that a lot of these school shootings, it comes to find out the, the people that shot were shooting were on some form of psychotropic drugs when it could have been an actual medical issue that requires surgery. You know, the, I, I do believe that, I mean, when it comes to this, it's an ego problem that the psychiatrists don't want to pass it on and actually help somebody and actually fix this. We have a mental health problem. We have, we have a, I mean, look, crime is dropping. According to the stats, it dropped even further. It's been, uh, violent crime has been consistently dropping. Taking away someone else's right because other people are either mentally ill or they're just fucking scumbags that honestly... Again, another cliche saying, which is true, a bad guy with a gun can only be stopped with a good guy with a gun. In fact, a bad guy with a fucking machete could stop be stopped with a good guy with a gun. As, as evident as what happened back in Michigan with that Somali terrorist guy uh, slicing people until he got shot by somebody. Or that mass shooter that shot up the church and he wasn't he was stopped until uh you know a, a good guy with an AR fifteen shot him and killed him. In Texas, he shot up a church. But you don't hear about that guy. You don't hear about the people that do good things with guns stopping the bad people. You just wanna disarm you just wanna disarm everybody because that's easier for you. Anyways. Defend yourselves, learn how to defend yourselves, become a complete warrior. Because more often than not, you're on your own. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, this has been the Crotch Out Radio Show. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please like, comment, and share this video, however you're listening to it. Please, please uh, use my Amazon link. You're going to listen to it. It's... Uh, uh, tinyurl.com slash Louis B. Uh, the prices stay the same, and you know you 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 help you help the Crotch Out Radio Show. I would love to like be able to do more shows. It's just not economically uh, feasible at this moment. Hell, man, take you know if I can start going part time on my job because all right. Well, anyways, you know. But anyways, from my house to your house. 
Mahalo. Help the Crowd Shout Radio Show grow and thrive by doing something you already do. Shop on Amazon. Amazon always has great deals for whatever you are looking for. From survivalists and riot gear to beanie babies. Next time you're going to shop at Amazon, use my link. The prices stay the same, but I get credit for the sale. Just go to tinyurl.com slash B. And just shop normally, knowing that you're helping support the Crotch Shot Radio Show. That's tinyurl.com slash B. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.